This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 694, everybody. It's a new one for you. Tune in every morning, like tomorrow morning, we talk to Rickard, who breaks down when you deploy a software product to use this to keep hackers out, especially Russia. This will keep the hackers out. Good morning, everybody. My guest today is Don Mao. He's the CEO and co-founder of Vena Solutions, which was established in 2011 and is the fastest growing provider of cloud-based corporate performance management software. Prior, he held several tech executive positions along the way at companies including Clarity Systems and IBM. Don, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Now, my audience is thinking, oh, come on. How can he call himself the fastest growing provider of cloud-based CPM, right? So back that up with numbers. Why are you the fastest and what do you do? Well, so, you know, here's what the analysts tell us. They said, you know, out of the gate, you guys were the fastest company to acquire 100 customers. And that was several years ago. And continuing to monitor the market, what we know is that we're growing at greater than 100% year over year. And so knowing the market and what the analysts have validated, we are very confident in, in being able to state that. Got it. And so... And when you say that kind of those growth numbers, is that unique customer count or revenue growth? That would be both, actually. Revenue okay. count and customers, yeah. Sometimes if there's ARPU differences, those numbers won't be equal. So that's why I ask. So, yeah. so, so bring this down to, you know, I hate to say dumb it down for me, but describe it to me in a way that, that I would understand it, right? What does CPM mean? CPM is corporate performance management, which is really, yeah, to dumb it down for everyone, it's basically budgeting, planning, forecasting, and reporting uh, financial performance and, and operational performance for, for a company. And is this, so, so give us an example of a customer that's currently using you and specifically how they use you. Yeah, so for example, a large you know, uh, food chain of restaurants would use us to capture at the restaurant level their performance of sales of, let's say, in this case, hamburgers uh, at restaurants, and then that rolling up to regionally how our hamburger sales in a certain region of a, of a, of a, a country, of, of you know, a global kind of um, you know, segmentation of the way they look at their business. And so corporate performance management is about on a multi-dimensional level, being able to measure results across a whole bunch of different dimensions. So it might be the sales of a certain product by region, you know, by color, by taste, uh, you know, but then being able to aggregate all those numbers to some sort of financial metrics. So this could be, I mean, we recently had a guy on named Glenn Coates with Handshake. Are you familiar with those guys? I'm not. Okay, yeah. So they, they are like inventory management, right? They make that one specific thing easy. They've raised $24 million. The, the, you, it sounds like you are kind of a more, all. that's just one example of something you could do. They're a point solution to what you do. Yeah, we're definitely a little more horizontal based, both from an application as well as vertical industry based. Uh, you know, we have customers in financial services, in food services, in retail, in manufacturing. But the common denominator is all of our clients are using us in the office of finance to really measure performance and make decisions on how to improve performance. Okay, are they doing other kind of financial things and accounting things like expense reporting and things like that? 
Uh, I would say that they are doing other things, but it's mostly around what corporate performance management covers, things like month end close. So helping companies close their books faster, helping them have the analytics to do you know the most optimal tax uh, planning. So uh, you're not like, you're not competing then with like a bill.com or expensify.com. Not at all. Okay, no. got it. So what's the give us a kind of the best way to measure size of customers to get a sense of average ARPU right per month? What's the average customer paying you per month? Yeah, so we're getting around $50,000 per year per customer. Yeah. So, you know, break that down 4,000 a month, I guess, roughly. Well, no, that would be like, sorry, you said 15 or five zero? Uh, 50, five zero. Oh, five zero. Got it. Got it. Okay. So about four grand per month. Um, good. And then take us back. Give us kind of a holistic sense of the story here. What year did you launch the company in? Yeah. So, sorry, we launched the company in 2011. Okay. And where, and where are you today in terms of team size? Yeah. So we're now approaching 200 employees. Based where usually are? In mostly Toronto, although we do have employees in the U.S. scattered around major league cities, as well as in London in the U.K. And so fast forward to today, have you decided to bootstrap the company or have you raised capital? We've raised capital along the way. We pretty much have been right out of the gate uh, financing the business via equity rounds. Uh, so we've raised around $50 million today. Okay. And is that kind of breakdown that in terms of the seed round and then take us forward to the current round what was the seed round what year and how much sure so right out of the gate we value the company at 10 million dollars <laughs> come on don <laughs> my audience is going teach us how to do that were you already a big success i mean how'd you get that valuation yeah that's a great question so you know i was running sales for a company that was in this space before we had just sold that company for hundreds of millions of dollars to IBM. And so I think there was a little bit of credibility going into this. Obviously, we had a better mousetrap. So we were able to convince early investors, friends and family that, hey, this company is already has, has a great product and it's going to be serving the market. Uh, and we know how to do this. We've done it before. Was this so you did a friends and family round. Was this before the October 2012 venture round with class? Yes. Yeah. That early round, we raised over a million dollars with friends and family to launch the business. Convertible note, though, not equity. Yep. Okay. So class was the first priced round. Yeah, we had several smaller institutional investors and angel investors that came in that initial in that first sort of priced round. Yes. So so for somebody like you that's thinking about doing that first priced round, that might be or sorry, the first round of funding, that might be a combination of friends and family plus kind of angels. How did you structure that? What was your minimum? What was the process of closing like? Yeah, so what we said was, hey, look, we had a minimum $25,000 check that okay. you had to write. Um, you know, I learned earlier in my in my uh, in another entrepreneurial uh, venture that you can you know kind of crowdsource this thing, right? Um, and so I was able to raise three million dollars in a previous project somewhere else. So I figured, you know, we could probably raise over a million just by setting a check size that was you know certainly one that friends and family could write. And that initial round was really just friends and family and you know high net worth individuals. How would you respond to the person listening right now, going, "Well, of course, Don's successful. I don't have friends and family that could write a twenty-five thousand dollar." check i think what you can then do is get you know friends again right you know a thousand dollar check and just get more of them <laughs> kickstarter crowdfund it right anything exactly. yep yeah. great so where are you today sorry 30 million raised or 50 million raised closer to 50 million now okay got it so so my sources are missing some part of the capital because i've only got up to 30 million a combination of class with 3 million and uh series c in july 2016 with santana did you do another one 
Well, so it's a combination of equity and debt when you look at the total 50. Got it. So you did venture debt? Yep. Tied to that 30 million? That's right. And for uh, the- and, and previous to that as well. Yep. So okay. if you look at the total combined investments to date, it's, it's right around 49 million. So for people that this is the first time they're hearing about venture debt, right? How should they analyze whether to take on venture debt or not? Specifically, how do you de-risk the covenants that are typically built into these venture net, uh, debt notes? Absolutely. So I think you have to make sure that you are able to meet those covenants and that you're performing at a level where that you won't have a risk of missing those covenants. Also, though, I think having the right kind of partners who get that you might miss a couple of months of certain metrics that are tied to those covenants. And that's OK, because ultimately you're still doing well as a business and they're going to be there with you along the way. Who would you <laughs> use? Square one? Uh, actually, Silicon Valley Bank has been our best partner. That's great. And just so people can really put teeth around what a covenant means, either name one that you have, or if you're not comfortable doing that, name an example covenant someone else might have. Yeah, an example covenant would be, you know, you're, you missed your sales target. I mean, that's a very simple one, I guess. Uh, that's yeah. certainly one that, that is out there. Great. Okay. And then, so fast forward today in the business. So launched many years ago, you raised the capital. Where are you today in terms of total paying customers? So we are approaching 350 customers. Okay. Um, but just to get a sense of run rate, we will add 50 customers this quarter. So we've really kind of got a hockey stick going right now in terms of our growth. That's that's impressive. I want to come back to that in a second. But is it fair to take the 350 customers times an ARPU monthly of around four grand and assume you're doing you know somewhere around 1.4 million monthly currently? Uh, that's about right. Okay. Let's talk about growth rate because that's impressive. How are you finding these 50 new customers per quarter? So, yeah, um, so, you know, it's a combination of both inbound and outbound kind of marketing. Um, so we've got obviously a, uh, you know, a traditional business development team that's dialing for dollars. We've got <laughs> lists, you know, we do webinars and we invite people to webinars, we follow up uh, and so forth. We nurture our prospects, you know, drip campaigns, all sorts of stuff there. But, you know, also, you know, pay-per-click, a lot of online marketing as well to drive people and brand awareness to us. How much total are you spending per month just on paid acquisition? Um, it's, you know what, if I look at a total spend on that kind of spend, it's not a lot. I mean, it's probably a couple of hundred grand a month. And when your CMO comes to you and says, hey, Don, I've got this great new idea of a new channel. Can I test it? What's your typical like way to test a channel first before you plow more money in? Do you set kind of ranges to let your team make those decisions? How do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I let my team make those decisions. We've got a really strong CMO here who's been doing this for 20 years. Um, so I, I trust that, you know, what his measurement for successful testing is, is the way to do depending on the channel that he's testing. And what is it if you if you kind of normalize across this 50 new customers you're adding per, per quarter? What are you spending to acquire a new customer? And, and do if you don't mind, do fully weighted. It sounds like you have an inside sales team with commission payments and things like that as well. Yeah, we like to keep our kind of, you know, cost acquire customers below a kind of a 12 month cost of what we would normally see for revenue. So, you know, that ratio of one would be kind of ideal or, you know, and, and we know that anything kind of better than a 0.7 is we want to continue to invest in sales and marketing. Uh, so we like to keep it right around one, though, uh, for a healthy kind of CAC ratio. And just to summarize that, Don, what I what I heard you say is you don't want to spend like if you spend a dollar today or ten or twelve dollars today, you want to make sure you get that twelve dollars back within the first year of the contract. Is that right? Absolutely. And that's yep. when you say you have a ratio of one. That's what you mean. So you're willing to spend up to about forty five, fifty grand to acquire a new customer. 
that's where you get your one to one ratio. Now, what do you project in terms of lifetime value? This is obviously an art and a science, but. <laughs> well, you know what? Our stuff is really sticky. And so we do, you know, sort of project out a customer staying with us for as up to 10 years. Oh, wow. So okay. you can imagine, you know, four to $500,000 with a lifetime value would be. Yep. Yep. And is this, th- th- that question is always interesting for me because every CEO thinks about it differently. It's dangerous to extrapolate numbers in an Excel sheet, but other times the upside truly is unstoppable. Like if you have all these upsells and over time you add new products, it could be way higher than 400 grand or it could be way lower. It just depends. How do you build confidence in your LTV number, especially when you're coming up with your CAC ratio and when you're raising new rounds of funding? Yeah, so the way we have confidence around that is, you know, let's face it, in a subscription business, you're also losing some customers along the way as well. But what we've seen is significant expansion of our platform in a company to use it for way more than a single use case. So, you know, our clients might start with one or two use cases, but then they'll quickly go to six, eight, 22 in some cases. So we know that that, you know, and every time they expand, they're actually, you know, you know giving us more license revenue, subscription revenue. So I think what gives us the confidence is knowing that even with some customers, you know, kind of leaving along the way that we will not, you know, through the inherent stickiness of our solution, but also the expansion factor will give us nice, you know, very nice lifetime or long-term value. Last few questions here before we wrap up. You mentioned you're pretty sticky, but you do lose some customers. What's your gross customer turn per month? It's, it's, I would say our overall churn is less than 10%, which okay. is within our industry standard. So less than 1% monthly. Yep. And that's gross customer churn. Have you hit the, the promise line of net negative revenue churn yet? We have actually, you know, up until last year, we'd only seen net net, net right revenue churn. And now just it's, it's just maybe one or 2% of revenue churn. So it's, it's still very nicely within kind of that threshold. That we want to make. So for every dollar of kind of current revenue you have, if you don't add any new customers, what will you expand that dollar to year over year? Is it 120% expansion, 130% revenue expansion? What is it? Yeah, it's, it's probably closer to 120%. Okay, so a dollar turns into $1.20 with your current systems. Yeah. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan, difficult because nothing's in English. So it was hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Cannoli on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them and guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixers, they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth them once per day never got sick so they've got 11 superfoods and they're perfect if you're not traveling but you're just on the go from your office to work so you can check them out at nathanlatka.com forward slash juice that's nathanlatka.com forward slash juice awesome don let's wrap up here with the famous five number one what's your favorite business book I would say it's, you know, Who Has Moved My Cheese? It's a really simple book, but it's a great book about how to deal with, uh, you know, change number two is there a CEO you're following or studying currently uh, I would say, you know, if I was following someone, I like what Microsoft's new uh, CEO is doing with all the changes that are that are impacting that business and to navigate through their, their sort of, you know, difficult times. If he offers you $150 million today for the company, do you sell it? No. 
come on, Don. Yeah, <laughs> All right, number number three. Besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? Um, I love using Dropbox. That's good. <laughs> I got all my stuff in there. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven to eight. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Yeah, married, two kids. Okay. Out of the house, empty nester, or are they super young? Uh, one's in high school, one's in university. Okay, so you're good. And then how old are you? I am 54. Okay. Take us home with a big lesson. Take us back 34 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <laughs> I wish I knew. Uh, let's see what I wish I knew. Uh, boy, so this is, this is a tricky <laughs> one. Uh, I wish I knew that sales cures all. There you guys have it from Don. Sales cures all. He had a successful exit. Now building Vena Solutions. Launched back again in 2011. Now 200 team members. Uh, they've raised over $30 million in kind of equity capital. Another $20 million in debt. 350 customers right now paying on average four grand per month for about $1.4 million bucks in MRR. Healthy churn. CAC to LTV ratio. Again, in that first year of equaling one. So it's a payback period of 12 months. Based mostly in Toronto. Growing at about 50 customers per quarter. Don, thank you for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Boom, guys. Cut. Don, what do you think, man? You have fun? That's fun, man. <laughs> If you enjoyed Don today, go back and listen to Victor yesterday, who breaks down how to three times your software as a service revenue in under eight months, like he did when he went from 25,000 to 85,000 per month in revenue. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.